Oh, good, Chris. How's yourself, mate? Yeah, very well. Very well. Thank you. And everyone, thank you for joining us here on the Music Bar podcast, episode 33. Um, it's been a very interesting Double figures. Double figures, but double figures, but that, is, that are equal. Three and a three. <laughs> exactly right. We're getting there. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for everyone yeah. joining us again. Um, mm-hmm. A few things I want to say before we get onto our subject today, but I, I just want to thank everyone for watching and subscribing. But I have noticed recently that subscribers hasn't changed that much, but the views are going up. So people who are watching us aren't mm-hmm. subscribing. So please, just for a little gift for Dan and I, can you please click that little subscribe button and uh, like us on our YouTube and also- channel. And also the little bell to remind and the little bell. To notify people. Yeah, the little bell to notify yeah. that, hey, new episode. New, new episode up. Yeah, exactly. And it's also exactly. going to help you subscribe, uh, know when there's a new get on it. So get on it will pop up as well. And they're only a minute long or so. So they're always quite interesting, mm. I found. And a lot of feedback on those. So, um, yeah, please subscribe. And let's get these viewers, subscribers to match. But. Let's get on to it, eh? Yes, yes, yes. Lots to talk about today. A little bit to talk about. So today I actually just uh, wanted to talk about um, female lead front women. And in that, I was just listening to the other day, I was watching, uh, reading an article, sorry, about the new Hailstorm album coming out. So I decided to download it and listen Mm -hmm. to it. I've never really listened to it before, but the um, lead singer... Rhythm guitar player, uh, Lizzie is Lizzie Hale. Yep, just phenomenal. And it made me think, let's do some female um, band uh, lead singers, you know, and talk about it. So, um, what do you think about? I know you've just told me beforehand you listened to this um, Hailstorm album. What's your thoughts on yeah. that? Oh, I mean, I've been a bit of a fan of hers for a little while, but I only just sort of heard her in little bits. Like she did this great duet with um, the Mongolian band that I follow, the the Who, H-U. Have you seen those guys? The um, I'll have to send you, get into the, get, get on it, the, the Who. They're a Mongolian metal band. They sing in um, their, nat- their natural language and a lot of throat singing, but really heavy. And, and the lyrics are great because it's all about, fighting and warriors and the souls of eagles and they did this great song called song of the woman with lizzie hale singing for right. it and you know I, I'm, a song i love it sends shivers down my spine i love it and then i saw the new album was out because they've been a bit quiet and i thought oh i'm, I'm gonna give this a listen holy crap yeah. <laughs> holy crap her voice is from somewhere else yeah it is from somewhere else. She has got all the gifts yep. going on. You know, yeah, no, she, she does the. Yeah, she I was really get surprised. Back in the throat, and yeah, yeah. she can do it all. Was, sure. She can do it all. I was like, wow. and all in the one. Like the songs aren't long; they're all really short, sharp, yeah. punchy rock songs. Very much in that um, ACDC mode of get in rock get and get out you know yep. they, they don't linger on you know i'm just looking at right now at the song lengths and look the, the geez the longest song on there, there is three minutes 35 wow it's like they, they are and they're hooks they 
really good. I, I'm just like, but look, you know, if I'm late, if we're late to the party uh, on yeah. Lizzie Hale and Hailstorm, uh, so be it. But yeah, I, I, I was like, yeah, I, 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 I hit the floor when I, <laughs> when I was hearing these songs today. I was like, wow, yeah. this, this, she, this stuff's cool. She's cool. It's great. I, I, you know, wow. What I've, I'm still just blown away by how good she is and how good the band is. And so, yeah, I, yeah. And I think you, you felt as soon as you heard her sing. Yeah, too, I was downloaded it today actually and listened to it. And um, I was actually blown away. Like you said, her voice just really just knocked me over. Um, I never listened to any of their music beforehand. I knew who they were. I've read articles about them and seen them here mm. and there, but didn't listen to anything. And now I've listened to their first uh, their newest album, which was released this week. I'm going to go back and listen to it a bit more. Um, I just mm. think her voice is killer. And as a mm. front lady, she's really good. And she really mm. does, from what I saw on YouTube today while I was watching some of the live performances, and she plays rhythm guitar as well, she's really capturing and the audience with her um, voice and just as a person on, on stage and being the, the front person mm. of that. So, yeah, I was yeah really blown away. But like I said, it's all about other people as well, other female artists. So let's go back mm. to the beginning kind of thing. We're in Australia here, and obviously we've got some pretty good front ladies here in Australia, but um, they're all you know, worldwide. There's a bunch of them, so many of them. But we are specifically talking about band um ladies not solo artists um, yeah and well, we want to make you, sure that's do clear think, do you think that's you don't see many solo female rock artists there are out there yeah. i'm gonna talk about a few of them there's a there's a there's, there's but there's not as many as being part of the band being the the, the focus of the band being being the person in the band like um I'm going to jump a little bit here. I know you want to go back a bit, but I did feel when I first saw Lizzie and her look, Suze DeMarkey from Baby Animals. That was the first impression I got. That short hair, the attitude, that look, um, different vocal styles completely. Yeah, for sure. But similar in looks and even the rocking style mind you baby animals more of a a rock whereas mm-hmm. Hailstorm and all the Hailstorm albums called back from the dead um because obviously it's been a while since really albums um Hailstorm are very heavy yeah yeah but they do go into melodic rock but anyway you go back chris sorry i just i wanted to make that connection because that's what i really got yeah i always got from lizzie hale yeah. you know so yeah, well, and Susie DeMarchi is one of mm. our greatest. Um, she's obviously they came out in what the early nineties, late eighties. Baby Animals, 90, 91 That album came out. Baby okay. Animals, ninety one. So yeah, they. She's been a rock. You know, she did really well with that Baby Animals, and she just you know she was great, and her voice is amazing. Mm. Back before that, there's another Australian who you were going to mention who you love. Um, you can you can oh. mention it. I I love Christina Amphlett, Chrissy Amphlett from the Divinals. Yeah. I absolutely, I, I, I love the Divinals. I thought they were a great band. I, I would never have, if you were to sort of like on technique and stuff like that, I mean, she had her own style and technique very much sure. wise. But when you're talking, talking powerful voices, 
I would never put, I would never put Chrissy in that league with um, with Lizzie. I'm kind of, <laughs> Lizzie's sort of up here at the moment with me. I'm, I'm a little flawed by it still. I'm a little, <laughs> little taken. That's good. Probably, we might just call we might just call this episode Lizzie Hale and everyone else. Um, <laughs> um, but Chrissy, um, she had this attitude and style. Mm. It came from, and I think this is where punk rock was a good thing in that it seemed to be a bit of an equal playing field that the women could get involved too, not just as singers, but as guitarists, bassists, drummers, players. Um, Chrissy took, she took a very sexual image of the young schoolgirl with the schoolgirl yeah. outfit and stuff like that. But she, she, she flipped it and turned it on its head and sort of threw it back at the audience. She, she had a real, she was, she was dynamite in front of a crowd. And we've talked a lot, even in previous episodes about the Aussie pub rock scene yeah, and the early days. And when you, you had to be good, um, they could get a bit rough. Lots of alcohol was consumed during these nights and it's you know you, you got you had tough guys like Cole Chisel at ACDC and you know um, those the angels all up and then Chrissy has to come out there in front of these crowds who are probably yelling out all sorts of um, stuff at her. Yes. Probably, <laughs> and for her to be able to stand there and hold her own and the songs were great. I mean, I touched myself as the biggest song from yep. America. It was a big hit in America, but. Sleeping Beauty, I love. Good Die Young. Um, the uh, science fiction. Um, um, Boys in Town, the first song that kicked them off. That, that's, a, that's, a, that's got some energy. They've got this song called Siren, Never Let You Go. I really like it because it's actually got a lyric of A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, A. It says the alphabet as a lyric. I love it. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I'm a big fan. And I, I, when Christy, Chrissy died, um, I really did feel that um, I would put her in the category of those great um, punky female um, front front woman. Like I'm, I'll, I'll put her in the category of Chrissy Hine um, for influence as well. Um, Debbie Harry, I, I would put her in uh, with with Susie Quattro. You know who we will talk oh, about. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, yeah. You know, I would put her with Joan Jett. I all those really iconic female rockers you know um that's where i would put her and i'll stand by that i will i was i know some people have said to me really and i'm like no i will stand by that i think she had all of all of that and more so yeah totally agree with what you're saying she was Mm. just one of a kind but she did it so well and you know i think she's up there with those um ones you mentioned too um Mm. uh joan jett you just mentioned obviously She's mm. still going now. She's playing with the Motley Crue uh, tour. And do you, think they, so. do, you think, do you think she's going to come out with them? Uh, over here? Rehearsing. I hope yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, they've only just, they've only just started rehearsing. So, yeah, like, I know. Um, I know. It, it's going to be like, um, it, it probably won't come to Australia till what, 2024, I reckon, <laughs> before you see that tour. That's actually interesting because I was reading an article yesterday about um, from Nikki Six saying they took two years to rehearse for the last tour. So the end, wow. The final well, this, the, the final one they did, whatever it was called. Yeah, the um, end. Yeah, the end. They they uh, uh, rehearsed for about two years. So you might be right. It might be 2024 before they come out. 
Yeah, Fleming might not wait that long. (laughs) (laughs) And hopefully she hopefully she does come out because I've never seen her live. Um, I used to like her. I've got an album somewhere, you know. One of my CDs is one of her albums back from the day. Um, mm-hmm. And the Runaways, obviously. I'm, I don't have any air music, but how good were they, you know? Um, oh, so so incredibly influential. You gave me the name Lena Ford, and because I told I threw out Joan Jett at you when we were preparing yeah. this, and I didn't know if you were aware that Lena Ford was a member of the Runaways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she played guitar. Yeah, yeah. sure. She, she played. She sang. No, she sang. She was. Oh, no, she played guitar. Sheree Curry guitar. was the singer. I apologise to any runaway because I know those runaways fans, mate. Those runaways fans go, no, don't get it wrong. The runaways were so incredibly influential. It it was a bit wrong because they were all like 14-year-old girls. Yeah, yeah. And um, they the, the guy who put them together, Kim Fowley, uh, he, he sold them as teenage jailbait. And when I remember when I was a kid, I, I still loved Cherry Bomb. I think that's a great song. They had some mm. great tunes. Um, I remember as a kid, just you know, like, wow, look at them. But then you go as an adult and you look at it and you think, wow, they got Cherie Curry dressed like that and she's 14 years old. Yeah. Oh, the 70s was a different time. You know, like it was. It, it was. But I think it does come down to a lot of the fact that the way female artists have been sold as, as being sexualized. Yeah. You know, you, they've got to be sexy in a way so that they they could be sold to an audience. Um, I think we're moving away. I mean, there is a fair degree of it still, but not like it was back in the 70s. And I think that's why women found it harder to get cut through and, and get through. I know being a radio programmer, Mm-hmm. When I've done radio programming, the, the initial rule was never put two female artists back to back. Oh, really? Never. Yeah. That was a big rule. Two female singers. Yeah. Two, when you met programming music, never put two female artists back to back. And why would that Weird, be? I, because they feel that audiences turn off too. They can hear one song, but most people still, and even though people say, I love women in rock and stuff like that. And, you know, um, you know, Pink's got a million tunes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Adele or just one and then go to the next then go to the next male centric artist. And they research the crap out of this. And it's not just and the big audience they always try to get are female listeners. And so you get the what do women want? Well, they like to hear the men sing. And this yeah. is from research. I'm not saying this happens. This is the research yeah. that goes into these sorts of things. I don't want any any of our female listeners going, that's not true. That's, that's, that's bullshit. And I'm like, I'm just going by what the research said, you know, and, yeah, yeah. and, and, and I'm telling you, man, yeah, they, they researched the element, but you know, it's back to the runaways. It, they cut through, but, and they cut through with killer stuff and those girls could play, but I've since, I've seen a great doco on them. There's the movie, the runaways with Kristen Stewart playing, um, Joan Jett and, um, Dakota Fanning playing Cherie Curry both do their jobs very well but there's a really good documentary about them with yeah. all the all the girls talking uh, and um, geez, they they were pretty much exploited mm. they were exploited and that, that's a damn shame yeah. that, that's and a damn shame you, um, before, you can't erase that sort of history yeah. what's that my friend? Um, as you mentioned before Lita Ford obviously she went on from the runaways into her solo artist um, mm. So yeah, she uh, did pretty well for herself, and she actually had a couple of songs. She had a song which was 
uh, duet with Ozzy Osbourne as well. Um, was that Close My Eyes Forever or something like that's that? That's the one. Yep, that, hey. was a, yeah, that was a good song. Um, but yeah, she, she did, she's actually touring still as well now as well. So she's mm-hmm. done very well for herself. Um, oh, speaking of tours, Chris, we didn't mention Halstorm have announced their Australian tour. Oh, yes, they did. Yes. Yes. They, they straightened the release the album. They've announced an Australian tour. So later this year, um, Hailstorm are coming to Australia. So check your guides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A few, of the, a few of the bands are announcing their tours of Australia now. They can come here now. Yeah. So they're, they're stampeding over. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. I might actually go and see them after now. I've heard her um, mm. a bit more about them. Yeah, I think I, think I might go too. It, it looks like, yeah, I, I want to see that. And they're only doing the East Coast, apparently. They're not doing Adelaide or WA. Uh, that's always the that's always the drama. Yeah, always the drama. The big drama I saw on the comments the other day. <laughs> People were getting a bit you know, Do you know when Metallica first toured Australia in 1989, they played Adelaide, Melbourne, and Sydney, and that was it. It's crazy. On their Justice tour, and the only reason they played Adelaide was because they started a petition. No, really. Oh, there you go. Did you not? You probably didn't know that. You, 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 yeah. Adelaide started a petition when people used to do petitions. Good on them. You know? Good yeah, on. I know. I mean, they still do now, but it's just to cancel somebody. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. what all online petitions seem to be now. Instead of, let's get somebody out here and tour, it's all like, no, let's get rid of them. <laughs> we don't want them anymore. Um, do you know much about well, we I know not a lot. All I. I... <laughs> And she, who did she, German? German, I, a band did, called Warlock. I, 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 yes, that's it, Warlock. Thank you. I was trying to remember the name of the band, Warlock. Never heard much of them, but she does have a reputation. The reason I laughed was there's a great story from um, Kevin Shirley, who produces the Iron Maiden stuff, and, you know, who was on the Daniel Johns podcast. Yep, yep. And I remember reading an interview with him where he talked about... Um, he talked about um, who was the most difficult person to work with. He said it was Doro Pesh. He oh, was engineering really? her album. And she um, had it. Yeah, he engineered. And she had her headphones on. And she kept screaming at him, turn the bass up. Turn yeah. the bass up. And he kept yelling back at her, if I turn the bass up many more, it's distorting and it sounds terrible. And apparently they, she's screaming at him in German. And he's this big Australian guy screaming at her <laughs> about other I thought, wow, yeah. she's obviously uh... <laughs> Yeah, that was back in the day, old Warlock. Um, and what do you, obviously, you've got someone like Amy Lee. Um, she's wonderful in her voice. She's got an amazing voice as well. I'm not the biggest fan of Evanescence, but she just definitely can sing and she's definitely good on stage with the um, crowd and everyone. People, I mean, I'm, I'm not a fan, but um, they're a popular band. They are a really popular band. You know, I, I can't sort of, I can't take that away from them, but I, can't take away from them. I just think Evanescence's music is rubbish. There, I said it. There, I said it. So we'll never have her on, a, on our show, right. will we? <laughs> Controversy corner right now. That's funny. Um, Amy Lee, Evanescence, go away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go back a bit more to the olden days when we were younger. Any Lennox? Well, this Lithmix. is good. That- Yes, you brought up Annie Lennox. And in saying Annie Lennox, we have to also bring up Pat Benatar. 
Because yes. after last sure. week, when I went on about the Rock Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. they have both been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yes. As well as Dolly Parton. Yes. Dolly got her number. <laughs> Finally. They're finding all these 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 recordings that Dolly did with all these rock artists, and then she obviously went, "Oh yeah, well I guess I'm a rock star now." Yeah. <laughs> but Pat Benatar, who I look, I think the influence of Pat Benatar can't be underestimated. Um, and, and I did read her autobiography, in which she kind of even said, "My, I'm more influential, and I don't get mentioned in it." The names I mentioned before, and we don't mention Pat Benatar, and I just did it just then. And she kind of mentions that in her book that, you know, she, she kicked down a lot of doors and hit me with your best shot as a rock and track. Mm. And she won a Grammy for that, best rock vocal performance. Yeah. And she was one of the few female rock acts. She did sort of go more into a pop territory in the mid-'80s, but by the late 80s, All Fired Up came up. And you, you, you can't deny that song just, like, rocks pretty hard. For sure, absolutely. Yeah. Did you know, I, I forgot the guy's name, you know the guy who wrote All Fired Up was Australian? Really? That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, a band called The Rattling Sabres. And I think it was the guy from, um, what was it? The Dingoes. You know the Australian band who sang Way Out West? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Way out west. I'm going to sing it now. Way out west. Yeah, yeah, I think he wrote it. And I forget the guy's name. I forget his name now. But, yeah, they he wrote All Fired Up. So that would have done well. Oh, yeah, wow. But yeah. Pat, Pat Benatar, look. Yeah, very, very influenced, uh, very influential with the, with, um, with as far as female singers are concerned. But the fact that she did it as a solo artist, too, which I mentioned before, it would have been harder because I think. Mm-hmm. The industry spat out the the female artists big time. I'm not, when I say spat out, it's like they chew them up, spit them out. You know, it's, but in the band, it's like the solidarity thing. Yeah. And I know rock record companies can sell a band easier than they can sell. And Annie Lennox, part of the Eurythmics, both of them inducted into the Rock Hall of Fame. You and I would have grown up, we grew up with both artists mm-hmm. all the time. How many hits did the Eurythmics have? Yeah. Boy, it was just like from 1983 to 90 other, the Eurythmics just coming out with a new, like a lot of their songs. There's, there's, there's a couple that, that I, you know, like When Tomorrow Comes. I do like... Um, it just hit my head just now, and I, I've just forgot. Would I lie to you? That that's that's another oh, one yeah, I really yeah, like. Yeah. You know, and Annie Annie's voice is like out of this world. But you know, it all yeah, well, another great artist. I mean, like yeah, we going through. You do have a list of the hundred greatest, and we're not ranking. We're just yeah, talking we're not because ranking. we're fans. We, 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 yeah, we. Oh, I, I, let's mention before we go any further. I want to mention um Susie Quattro. Yep. who I think is probably one of the OGs, as far as this is concerned, coming out in the 70s, with, with um, playing bass guitar mm-hmm. that looked like it was a million times too big for her. She's only a tiny girl from Detroit. But what got me was um, Susie's really big in Australia. 
she has mm. a real following in this country. You know, like I know some artists are big in Australia and not so big overseas. I don't know what her following is like in America anymore. I don't think she was ever that big. In, I mean, she was in Happy Days playing yeah, Leather Tuscadero. Yeah. She, was, she had the clap, clap. That was Leather yeah. Tuscadero. Um, she was in that. Uh, I think she had popularity in England. But those 70s songs, Devil Gate Drive, 48, Crash, yeah. you know, all, all that. And there was a song she came out with in 1980 called Rock Hard. And that's a cool song. If you've never heard it, it, it does. It rocks hard. It's a, it's yeah, a, yeah. It's a cool he track. She yeah. appeared on um, Hey Hey Saturday quite a few times. She toured Australia a lot. Yeah, she was always here. And she still does. <laughs> yeah. And she's on Countdown she still with is. Uh, she, Molly. She always, she always is. And what did... What did she say? She um, last time she toured Australia. Oh, yes, Molly loved everybody. I think last time she she played it, she said in an interview, because she's a grandma now, of course. Um, she said like she shakes her butt at the crowd, and if nobody cheers, she's going to stop touring. <laughs> oh yeah, um, I do have a list of people in front of me. Um, mm-hmm. Top hundred. Now, there's a lot of people in there who we all know are great vocalists, but they weren't the band people like Janis Joplin. We've already mentioned mm. Debbie Harry, uh, Pat Benatar, Tina Turner's on there as well. And Will, I got it. Oh, can I? Can I just? Can I just say that I, I think Tina Turner was amazing, and still, well, you know, she's not dead yet, but she was amazing. You know, you you really listen to those things she did, and I, I love Nutbush City Limits, and um, <laughs> you know that, that song rocks in my yeah. books a couple of nights weeks ago there was a thing on hey had saturday on tv and they showed this footage of tina turner doing proud mary on one of her australian tours in the studio so good yeah. so good mm. so good man yeah and on tina turner not the biggest fan she's great at what she does for sure but she's probably known in australia mm-hmm. as one of the best nrl show uh songs ever on the halftime You know the footy? <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. And yes. <laughs> she did that really well. That was a huge promotion and it worked for her. It worked. Have you got really any other well. names for us, Chris? Because um it super well. Yeah. Yeah. It always does. Yes. You got any other um, names for us, Chris? Well, before we go, I just want to touch base. It is Mother's Day this uh, a couple of days ago. So that's why we're doing also female artists. But I just want to touch base quickly on mm-hmm. a few I think should get a call out. Uh, Gwen Stefani, amazing singer, amazing oh, front lady. Yeah. Some of the yeah. best songs, even I love listening to them. Um, Cranberries, you got Dolores. Mm-hmm. How good was she? And then, I um, never liked, never liked, never liked Dolores. Never right? liked Dolores and the Cranberries, but you can have them. Yeah, they were brilliant. They were really good. And then also Shirley Mason from Garbage. Manson, Shirley Manson. Manson yeah, sorry, Manson. Yes, who um, I, I think she's amazing. I think she I think her she is incredibly good. Wow. What a front, what a what a performer. Whoa, what a what performer. A so yeah. But anyway, let's go into a cool thing before we sign off. My cool thing for the week. Again, a female artist. Um, mm-hmm. not a front, not a singer, but a guitar player. Nita Strauss. Ooh. All hail Nita. Nita Strauss plays guitar for Alice Cooper. He, she's been in a few bands before, but she's also got her own album out now, which I'll probably do a get on it this week for, which is called Controlled Chaos. 
That was her first mm-hmm. one she released. Um, she has a new one coming out or just released actually recently. Um, yeah, Nita Strauss, amazing female guitar player. And you probably hear us talk about her quite a bit. Um, just from California, she's just phenomenal. So have a listen to her album, Controlled Chaos. I'll do a get on it this week as well. But yeah, um, yeah. that's my said, cool thing. As I said, all hail Nita Strauss. Yeah. She, yeah. Um, my cool thing for the week is one of my favourite artists. I saw her the last show I saw before we all got into lockdown was Mono and uh, Joe Quayle was the support act. She's this cellist and she plays with loops and things like that. She plays live and it blew my mind. She's got a new album out now called The Cartographer, which I listened to today. She's performing it with a full orchestra and I'm going to recommend this for you too, Chris. It's heavy. Oh, really? There are some moments on this album where you go, oh, she's this is Heavy orchestral Heavy. music, yeah. Um, it's an instrument, all instrumental pieces, a little bit of vocal here and there for texture. Um, but I, I'm Joe Quayle, I'm a huge fan of hers, and I will, you know, I will follow her, I will see her live next time, every time. And yeah, that's my cool thing the, cartog- the cartographer. Nice. Well, thank you much, um, for the week again, um, Dan, for coming on and talking again. And uh, thank you to all the mothers out there. And all the female yes. singers and artists and everybody, um, the world wouldn't be the same without you all. And a lot of them are mothers. And a lot of them are mothers, exactly right. So, yeah. And uh, like, subscribe, and we'll talk to you again soon on the Music Bar Podcast.